local bits as we go live onto social media. As you come in, hi Charlotte, lovely to see you. Do you want to just turn off your video? <laughs> Not that we don't want to see you. We'll bring you into the breakout room a little bit, a uh, little bit later. Hello everyone, as you come into Women and Food and Farming for the March edition. Kristen, can you believe it's March already? It's only just, isn't it? Oh, is it? Well, a pinch of the punch <laughs> in the first of the month. Yeah. Right. Shall we? Shall we do the um, the official bits and bits and bobs? Um, firstly, Christine, it's lovely to see you because I, I really put your your lovely daughter Eve on the spot last uh, last <laughs> last time round uh, because I gave her about thirty seconds notice that she was going to introduce the Women and Food and Farming broadcast, and what a fantastic job she did. But it's over to you, please, Christine. Uh, firstly, to introduce Women and Food and Farming and to tell us where you are because I don't think you're in the north of the UK today. Am I correct? Yeah. No, I'm actually I'm actually joining from um, from holiday in Portugal, and um, but I went, but I didn't want to miss it, and particularly was very, wanted to introduce Caroline as our, as our speaker today, because Caroline was actually one of the founding members of Women in Food and Farming, and was one of the original that met on a farm that sort of looked at each other and said, "Crikey, we're all women. We should do more to support each other." And then we started meeting up, and originally, I think the first the first lunch we all had together, I think there was about about 12 of us were where those of us that those of us had been at the meeting and they invited a couple of others each invited two other people to join us and we've been going ever since it's over 10 years now we we were meeting up um every uh, three three times a year in london and then the um with, with lockdown we, we started in november doing these monthly broadcasts and i've been delighted that almost everybody that i have asked if they would speak has said yes all of the speaking slots sorted till the end of December this year. So I've got lots of, lots of exciting people to bring, but I'm particularly grateful to Caroline who has hardly missed a single one of the meet the monthly meet, or the, when we had the physical meetup, didn't hardly miss any of them. And she's been on a fair number of these um, monthly virtual ones as well. So she's like you, she's one, she's one of the busiest uh, people in, uh, in agriculture and, uh, and fresh produce. And we, mustn't forget last month's uh, broadcast which is an absolute um stormer with um with safi from from mds and, and, and no christine you, you're dialing in from afar but the reaction that we got live and then from people watching the um uh, the, the pre-record afterwards was yeah just just her delivery and if if, if you haven't seen uh the the the, the video yeah, the broadcast or, the, or listen to the podcast of um of safi just just tell me or, or look up safi on beanstalk.global because it's awe-inspiring that the, the way that she just told us about her difficult upbringing and how she's now created success and created success for, for MDS. So I was, I was so I was so proud for her, Christine. I'm so proud for, for all of you within within MDS, the 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 way that she delivered that. Yeah, I thought it was excellent. And and she um I mean, I think she was quite, she was very brave in, in talking about what she did. And a lot of it was quite personal. And I think afterwards she was sort of thinking, I wonder whether I should have said all of that. But I think it was, it worked. It was so personal. It was very, it really hit home. Yep. And uh, we're very conscious at MDS and the new scheme that we've just launched is at, um, you know, for people who might be on a second career, somebody who hasn't, hasn't gone and done a degree. And just to say, we want you just as much. You can also be a future leader of the industry. And not everybody has come through, has been able to go through a conventional education process and, and have the privilege of having gone to university. And I think that, you know, trying to recruit ex-forces people and people who've done other careers is, is very much something that um, Safi's been driving to, I think, give people a chance that maybe never, never actually got, got given one. Yeah, she's an amazing lady. And talking of amazing ladies, uh, shall we bring our speaker in for uh, for, for today, Christine? Yes. yes. 
Caroline, Caroline, come on in. And just what Caroline, what's it coming in? Just got to ask Sally. Can you just turn off your video? It's lovely to see to see you. Uh, but you're on next month as the, as the main event or the month after. I'm not not sure. So, so um, everyone, just to give you the format of today, if you haven't been involved in women and food and farming, we have a um, a fantastic speaker. Our speaker today is Caroline Drummond, MBE, the CEO of Leaf, and we're going to have 20 25 minutes where um, Caroline and I are having a, we're going to call it a chat, Caroline, aren't we? And then afterwards, uh, we're going to go into the breakout room and we'll stop all the social media feeds because we're live onto LinkedIn, onto Facebook, onto Twitter, onto YouTube at the moment. Uh, but when we go into the breakout rooms, we'll, we will stop all those feeds so that you can catch up with your, your network and have a, a good, um, robust conversation about what uh, Caroline and I are going to talk about. But we always ask this question, Christine, how do you know Caroline? Caroline, how do you know Christine? Caroline, let's go for you first. How do you know Christine, please? Well, I guess, uh, I mean, it goes back to when Christine was appointed uh, as um, head of the farms at the co-op. And uh, we invited her as the after dinner speaker for our Leaf Demonstration Farmer event. And uh, she joined uh, and spoke to our farmers. And uh, yes, I kind of have known you and got to know you better and better over the years. So it's always been a delight to know Christine. Yeah. At least 20 years, I think. Mm, easily. <laughs> so so do, you, do you think that the, the likes of the relationship that the two of you have, is it unique to our, our sector? Is this something that the younger generation can, can learn? Because Chris, Christine and Caroline, you've said this on them. Um, previous things that uh, you and I've done together, it, it's really key key to have a, a mentor, to have mentorship within within the sector. And we all can learn so much from from both of you. Um, it, do, do you think we should be trying to foster these sort of relationships, the likes of the relationship that uh, Christine and Caroline that you've got for our younger generation? Christine, what do you think? Well, I mean, it's, it's funny people sort of talk about networks, but effectively Caroline, Caroline and I are part of a network and we're a network of senior people in the industry. And there's been, you know, for, for a while, you know, we, 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 we had just mixed with all of the men and then realized that actually there's, 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 there's a few women. Why don't we actually do a bit more to support each other? And you, you meet people, and I, I certainly know it's the case with Caroline, um, that, that, that actually will look up to her as a role model. And actually, it's all very well having a role model, but if you never get to speak to them and to realise that they're human and they've got all of the same same concerns and self-doubts and imposter syndrome as everybody else, I think it's just very helpful. So I think that's partly why we've always tried to make sure that we've got um, people, you know, a, a younger generation as well as as well as those us with more experience, should I say, because I think we've got that they can meet us and realise that we're just perfectly normal people and um, we, we've had the same doubts that they have. And Can I just add to that? Because uh, what amazes my husband is, you know, there might be a big issue going down in farming. And, um, you know, I can pick up the phone to somebody like Christine or Manette or somebody like that. And we will have a different level of conversation that a bloke would probably have with another bloke. And I think that's, you know, that in itself is really special. And he notices that. He says, you know, blokes would never talk like that to each other and it's about resolution it's about trying to find solutions and to look through things ask, ask each other for help and and Christy, just before we commence the chat with uh, with with caroline why did you want caroline to come on christine today well partly as i know that she's a role model to so many people she's done a she's she's a fantastic public speaker i'm sorry caroline i'm going to set you up a bit here 
she, she's a fantastic public speaker. She has done so much to improve farmers' attitudes to the environment, and everything that she does is so on point. You know that that now that with with Defra looking at what what the sustainable farming incentive should be and what they should do, they're key people working with Defra. That they you know that, that the Defra are you are piloting their their schemes using Leaf. So there's just she's just ahead of her time. Yeah. Okay. Okay, and that's the thread I want to pull on when, when I have uh, this chat with her. Um, Christine, is that okay if you could uh, uh, turn, off, turn off your video? Um, Caroline, I still think she's going to go to a yoga session in, uh, in Portugal because it's, uh, <laughs> it's due to start. So we'll, we'll have to see whether she's doing the lazy dog or whatever the expression is uh, when, when she come, comes back on a little bit later. Uh, Bridget, could you just turn off your video for us? Lovely to see you. Uh, but if you could, so, to everyone, it just um, it reminded me uh, when uh, Caroline and I did a broadcast last week that there's a fantastic business, if you're um, not aware of it, called Blue Skies that have just set up a new initiative. And we gave Caroline all of 24 hours notice that we wanted her on because it's such an important uh, an, uh, an initiative. And in the in our green room, as we call it, just before we went live, I, I was playing the full as, as ever, just trying to get everyone wound up. And Caroline looked me down the eye of Zoom and said, right, Max, come on, what's happening? What are we doing? And Caroline, it reminded me of when I first interviewed you, and it must have been five years ago at your offices at Stoneley. It was this this time of year, and you had a fearsome cold. And I was, I was a bit concerned for you because you just didn't didn't seem um, particularly um, that, that well. And we had a film, full film crew uh, there. And as soon as we got into the camera, as soon as we got going, there came the ultimate professional, that is Caroline. And, and I just wanted to endorse you for that. As Christine said, if you, if you want someone who is such an important individual in our sector, we only have to look at the likes of Caroline and also um, of, of Christine. But Caroline, does that put pressure on you? Because you, you've, you've been on this fantastic roller coaster of leaf, which we'll go into in a bit, in a bit more detail. But does that put pressure on you to wake up every morning and want to do more and want to do good and, and all that internal pressure? How does that work with you? Um, yes. And I, and I guess it feeds into that comment from Christine, sort of, you know, the imposter syndrome. It's the, wow, how do we get with Have we done enough? And it is that sort of that constant thinking, mm, there's so much more. And if you, you know, yesterday, the IPCC report was, was relaunched yet again. And you just think, oh, golly, we, we've got a lot of work to do out yeah. there. So, uh, yes. Uh, and yes, I live in that constant area of, of, of tongue-tiedness. Um, but I, but I have a... Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I think so. Because you sometimes think, oh, golly, I'm just waffling. And I need to be really clear. And uh, uh, one of the really good lessons, again, it's from my husband. Occasionally when I, you know, I've written an article, he'll read it and he'll say, what are you saying? And I'll tell him what I'm saying. And he'll say, why haven't you written that? And I think it is that best area of, of clarity because we hide ourselves in these wonderful long words of regenerative agriculture yeah. and agroecology and bio biodiversity, etc. when actually people just want clear, simple directions or clear support and things like that. And, and imposter syndrome, it's, it's only a term I've really come across in the last three, four years. Do you suffer from imposter syndrome? Surely not. Uh, probably not now, no. Um, I, I, and what my learnings was, was at a very young age where um, I realised um, actually some people bullshit terribly. Sorry, am I allowed to say that? Uh, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> um, and you just sort of kind of realised that 
sometimes people will hide behind some very complicated words and you just you know the great thing is to ask that question of look I'm, I'm really sorry but I seem to have missed the point of what you're saying could you just say it again and then they they fiddled because they didn't really know what they were saying anyway so I think it's that curiosity and, and recognizing you know, yes, I'm, I am comfortable in my skin, comfortable with what I do because I've done it for sort of 30 years plus. Um, but that doesn't mean that I'm still learning every single day and changing every single day. Okay, can I give you a great example? You, you got to love the Americans and we no normally have a couple of lovely American ladies dialing in and I'm sure they'll relate to this. Uh, we're doing um, some work with the um, IFPA, International Fresh Produce Association, which is amalgamation of the PMA and the United Fresh. We're having a conference call with them um, at, at end of last week. And uh, one, one of the gentlemen on the call said, Max, we want you to come into our wheelhouse. I was going, what does that mean? And just that, that lovely terminology, but you must get um, oh, fr frustrated, especially with the likes of politicians and I suppose some, some business leaders that as you intimate that they'll just use words to pad out a sentence and, and to make them sound more grandiose. So with your style of, of, of wearing that velvet glove, can you get through and, and actually create, get, get to that message that we all want to hear? Can, can you do that with them? Oh, I think so, because I think at the end of the day, um, most people do like talking what they're about what they what they know or what they're good at. And if they're not communicating it effectively, then actually they will often rethink it through. Um, and, you know, that's why we work with such a wonderful bunch of can do farmers, because they're the guys that are just thinking, right, you know, this is what what works for me, maybe be adapted, experimented further or whatever. But I think when it comes to, yeah, many politicians, um, there are some that obviously bluff tremendously, uh, but there are others that are, you know, they are genuine, really genuine politicians who are looking to yeah. and striving to do, do good. And, and over the years, we've had some, you know, some cracking ministers and, and secretary of states within MAF and, and DEFRA um, who actually do believe, and I think, perhaps you know our big challenge now is that some of that political um sort of stability has become a little bit unhinged yep okay and, and do you think there's going to be an ongoing problem the number of people i think who would be so suitable to go into government especially with a bias from our sectors caroline they've got they've got no appetite to because being a politician is such an arduous game now because of social media mm -hmm. and everything that's gone over the last two, three years. Do you slightly fear about our political system for the future? Um, no, because I'm inherently optimistic, but I, but, and there's some good MPs that are going through um, and we've, we've got one or two that have got an agricultural yeah. kind of lilt as well. So I think that's, you know, that's important. Yeah. Um, I think we probably need more representation, maybe in the House of Lords. Uh, and I think agriculture needs to be much more knitted within the Department of Health, Education, uh, Bays, obviously the, the um, business one, as well as obviously DEFRA. And the more that we can spread agriculture as a solution 
to climate change issues, to economy issues, et cetera, the better it's going to be for us. Yeah, well done. And that's why we need yourself and Leaf. And I used this example last week on the broadcast that we did, and, I, and I'm, uh, we'll, we use it again that I've got a very good friend who runs a large Apple business down in Somerset. And you, when you walk into his front room, sorry, his front, front, uh, front door, the first thing that you see is his Leaf certificate on one side and the right hand side is all the pictures of the Leaf Open Farm Sunday successes that they've had. And if it wasn't because of Leaf Open Farm Sunday, they wouldn't have had the integration that they've had into the local community because they've only been on that particular unit for um, un under 10 years and it's because they got everyone on farm on the, on the back of uh, everything that they've, they've done with the, with leaf so he's such an ambassador of um, of leaf just just with leaf with with you running it how have you created the values and ethics uh, for for leaf because it's all very well pulling out an HR manual and, and putting the processes and systems in but you can't you can't teach people values and ethics it's, it's got to be sort of learned is it how have you managed to create that success within leaf itself and also the external community that that works with you I think as you've alluded it's all about people at the end of the day so um we as leaf was the, we were the second of a, a pan-european project uh the first thing in Germany and my very first week was to go out on, uh, go to Germany to see what was happening over there. And it was the, the keenness of the brilliant Germans that we were working with and a really good board. So David Richardson was our, our first wow. chairman. Yeah. And uh, we had George Jackson. I mean, there was a whole lot of names of the time who sat around the table with a great uh, belief of trying to make things work. I mean, my job description was for a three-year project to reposition agriculture in the minds of the general public. I think that's probably why we've got to sort of beyond 30 years, because we haven't quite won on that yet. But um, <laughs> the, uh, uh, it's, it was the people. And, you know, David Richardson uh, was a very visionary. George Jackson, you know, hugely visionary. And, and then we we very quickly signed up some very forward-looking farmers. There was a lot of chest beating going on as well, sort of saying like, you are the person who's going to create, you know, don't talk about the environment because government will then want us to be doing things for it. And, you know, bearing in mind this was 91 and we'd come through the 80s, which was really driven from production. And then came the Silent Spring with Rachel Carson and some, some real challenges because our pesticides were there for killing uh, and they weren't selective as they are now. And so, you know, there's been, a, there's been a huge change in technology, in capability, and of course, in the drive of making sure that we balance um, not only the sort of the economic viability of productive agriculture, but actually the respect and stewardship of our countryside alongside that. And as, as you've given your example of your Somerset farmer, you can bet your bottom dollar he's got some really special things on his farm uh, and special places and special birds. You know, I don't know if you could hear, but the seagulls about this time of night all go to bed quite close to the coast. And, um, you know, the, the noise is unbelievable. It's like it's a sort of a it's a kind of a 10 minutes to darkness call. Excellent. So, yeah, I think I think the real thing is, is the right people. And then from there, you know, really strong boards. And of course, 
you know, wonderful uh, team within the LEAF organisation, really oh. smart individuals. Good, good, so that's it. So just a, a couple of points there. Just to point out, Caroline is not in Portugal with uh, with Christine. Caroline is in beautiful Cornwall, um, and, and uh, heads the heads the the, the 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 seagulls. And if there's one key word I've learned over the last couple of years of doing 180, 190 broadcasts on the UK and international basis is collaboration. And the collaboration that you have looked to instigate over the last 30 years and all that uh, positive time and effort that everyone has given to create the success that you have done. But is there anything that you feel, either yourself personally or and leaf over the, the past 30 years that you could have done better, that, that you would have said to your, to your earlier self, to your younger self? But I think um, I think the real thing is you have to go through pain. And uh, so for the first probably five or six years, there were there were two of us that uh, which was Justine Hard, who still works at Leap and myself. Wow. And um, over the years, you know, we have experienced a severe sort of hardship of will will the organization be going beyond Christmas? Uh, and and that you know I think that's a sense of realism of you know I've slept on the floor in the leaf office uh we kind of beg borrow steel we only steal biscuits I would like to say that we steal lots of things and, and borrows when we're allowed to uh but I guess the you know the real learnings are being true to yourself all the way through and the things that are probably I don't know if we would have necessarily done things differently we could have done things faster taken bigger yeah. risks but I just wonder whether we would have had the same opportunity to um to keep people with us you know I was just reading an article I wrote in 2002 and I just thought oh my goodness things haven't really changed as much as we would want them to change and we need them to change so it was the same sort of uh kind of where we are at the moment and I think um I wish we'd done more data collection. Uh, I wish we had probably recorded, I mean, we, we record things, you know, yeah. through our annual review. We've, uh, we keep, obviously, we've got all the audits from 1993 when they were carbon copy documents that farmers used to send through. Uh, and, you know, so it, things have changed, but I guess more than anything, um, yeah, is to ultimately have no regrets. Well, it, it, it sounds like you're being a bit um, a bit hard on yourself on the basis of, of what you've created uh, to date and the endorsement that's your, that you're getting. But it's, it's what I was looking to bring in in the in the intro that you've got this positive pressure. You're so driven as an individual, and Leaf is so driven on the on the back of that. What's next? Tell us the strategy on the basis that you've created this amazing foundation over the last thirty years. What are you now looking to? To achieve what where, where where's where's the growth where's the engagement are you just going to be parochial to the uk or are you looking globally tell well, us tell globally, us tell yeah. us your well, secrets well domination of course <laughs> i mean i i think for us uh we've set obviously a 10-year strategy it's to take us to 2031 wow. and you know the next five years are going to be rocky we cannot deny that they will be because of you know, and, and it's really, if you want to kind of find, you know, who's the puppeteer out there, it is the United Nations, the, the how Davos look at the risks and uncertainties, it's not responding um, to climate change, it's not responding to the cyber attacks, 
and now what is so social cohesion, i.e. political unrest. So there are those sort of things that are out there that you've got to be aware of. But by 2030, we have got to deliver against the Sustainable Development Goals, the Paris Accord, what comes out of COP15, uh, which is obviously the biodiversity, um, biological diversity um, COP, and, uh, and much more. And, you know, of course, net carbon zero, build up our biodiversity, ensure that we have rural livelihoods uh, really uh, active in, in our countryside. Um, so therefore, our ambition has been very much to gear up against what we do, three areas of knowledge generation exchange, that's farmer to farmer learning and good practical support. It's around leaf mark, and I'll come back to that, and it's around education and public engagement, as you say, new ways as well, not just Open Farm Sunday, but new ways of inspiring people to be well, have a lifelong love of, of farming, obviously. And I think, you know, our big pull now is Tesco made the announcement in September yes. last year. And with that, uh, by the end of this year, all UK produce being sold by Tesco will be Leafmark certified. And by the end of 2024, it will be all their global produce. Now, we have ongoing commitment, obviously, from Waitrose and from Marks and Spencers, and uh, Lidl have just made a, a recent announcement as well. So that will be by 20, the end of 2023, all their supply from the UK will be Leafmark certified. So that's going to drive change. It'll drive change in different ways from those farmers who said, oh, you know, I thought I should be doing this anyway, right through to those of, oh, God, you know, oh, right, here we go. And it's for us you know we're not just a farm assurance scheme we're beyond farm assurance and that's something that's really important we've got to create a way that it adds value both in the marketplace to people's lives and to people's business efficiencies and so that's you know what we will continue to strive and as you say collaboration all the way is key and our global collaboration is going to become more and more important on smarter ways of how we deal with some of the crop physiology challenges that are starting to demonstrate themselves through this, you know, these extreme weather conditions. Yeah. You know, look at Australia, 43 feet of flooding yeah, right through to the impact of now the wildfires out there, which is starting, you know, with the ozone layer is not mending as fast as it was sort of thing. So there's some real challenges out there. I, I, in my day job of, of recruitment, so we recently uh, ran a fascinating project to source a farm manager for a, a lovely estate in uh, East Suffolk, and it was the first farm manager position I ran where the job description from the from the owner stated the, the key words of uh, sustainability, um, regenerative agriculture, carbon neutrality, um, I wanted to become a member of LEAF. They weren't previously um, a member of, um, of LEAF. So when I... Um, uh, questioned them on, on this um, and stated, so you're not looking to be an industrial farm. Said, no, we we are with our two, two and a half thousand hectares. We know we've got the ability to do good. It's got to be a commercial farm, but we want to do good for the long term. We know these are slightly buzzy words and we don't quite understand sustainability, regenerative carbon neutrality. Um, but we think if we can find the right man manager and also um, uh, integrate ourselves into LEAF, LEAF will show us the way as to how we can do good through through our land. And I found that that fascinating. And 
it's, it's the, the account is like Domino's. We then got a phone call a couple of weeks later from one of their neighbors who's looking to source another farm manager and wants exactly the same thing. Someone who will be able to get them into, into the leaf way, way of thinking. So there's that quiet um, and hopefully loud revolution um, ongoing. Can we, can we just explore the, the international side um, a little bit more? Because it's all very well doing it within the UK, he says. It's only taken you 30 years to, to, to gain, gain that penetration. How are you going to look to explore going even further international? Will that be with collaboration or will you set up leaf offices or, or have alliances with other trade groups? How will you do that, please? Yeah, so we already operate in 21 countries, so many UK oh, brands will, uh, oh, sorry, uh, will, will all um, have businesses, whether, whether it be in Spain or Ghana or places like that. And so from that point of view, you know, there's some good people sort of who are ambassadorial, who we can certainly work with. We're just doing some uh, UKRI work, so uh, Claire Mike and, and Pilar uh, in the in the LEAF. Uh, business team are looking very much at the detail of you know what are the steps that we need to be looking at is it English speaking is it con conductivity in terms of connections and things like connectivity uh, is it there are already demonstration farms there there's good research there there's good infrastructure there's poor infrastructure so what we're doing is trying to kind of sectorize territories in effect that are, are much more effective and and I guess, you know, enthusiasm breeds enthusiasm, doesn't it? Like negativeness yeah. breeds negativeness. So I think um, there's a lot of people. I mean, uh, one of the IPPC statistics yesterday was that 40% of the world's population is already impacted by climate change. Um, and so when you start looking at some of the big challenges that are out there, then actually, you know, what is it that we can learn? What is it that we can share? What is it that we can improve to ensure that, you know, we have a certain amount of stability in this very unstable world? And on a marketing perspective, I love that expression of um, uh, why care and share. If, if you get a, a parent at a, the school playground to talk to another parent and start the conversation of, or oh, have you tasted this fresh fresh produce from, from Tesco's? Um, it's, it's got to be good because look, it's got this little green leaf on it. You must try it. And therefore the, the other parent. Go, so I love that expression of, of care and share. And hence the, I want mm -hmm. to give that direct example about the farmers because we all know farmers are, are like they, they tend to be a little bit like sheep sometimes they'll, they'll follow each other if they if they see if they see a good thing it be, but in a positive way it feels like you're you're just on the cusp of something very significant here having signed up tesco's it's great that you you already had waitress and um, um ms under the proverbial belt but to get tesco's that's going to be the that's going to that's massive caroline and i'm just going to say it on behalf of all of you that that's such a such a huge thing this is going to be a big springboard uh for you it is oh are you going to be able to how, how are you going to be able to cope with that growth as it as it as it comes through how, how do you plan for success in a situation like that so first of all help please everybody around the table um and and secondly uh i think um i mean it's it's recognizing what we deliver so we deliver a standard the certification is carried out by certification bodies and so therefore the process of actually delivering this should be straightforward. The reality is obviously different people need different levels of support to get them into, you know, into the starting block or over the next hurdle and things like that. So of course there'll be, there'll be some for that. Uh, but 
you know, as Tesco did a lot of due diligence in ensuring that we uh, were fit for purpose for what they wanted to deliver and sustainability. And, and one of the reasons is that their work with WWF is because they're trying to halve the carb, oh no, sorry, halve the footprint of the basket. So that'll be not only carbon footprint, but also, you know, your biodiversity and impact of water and things like that. So they did a lot of due diligence around leaf and felt it was it was fit for purpose. But I think, you know, we've we've put a huge amount of in the planning and we're, we're going through the planning process now. And as you said, you know, how do we operate on a global level? It will be collaboration. It might be that we um, work with others we might get equivalents and all of those are now in the sort of in the bag of of discussion and, and thought and change and I'm, I'm so well does this sound patronizing i'm so proud of you that you and leaf have got a 10-year plan i meet so many businesses that don't have a plan for next week let alone five years 10 years out and i know we all know that so many things are going to change but, but if you've got that direction that you're going in and you can be fleet of foot but at least you've got that direction you've got all the team on board and everyone externally on, on board you've got that direction to go in how can we help you how can we all help you um whether it be those dialed in in the uk or internationally how can we help leaf to be a continued success please so i um, mean i think thank you thank you for that opportunity i mean, think firstly is um you know, helping support or understand what we do, because sometimes people only see part of what we do. Uh, and, you know, please visit Leaf Demonstration Farm or speak to, you know, others in the team. Uh, and of course, myself, when we next kind of see ourselves, you know, face to face. Um, I think uh, if people feel, well, you know, we've got something to offer here, or we might be able to help you in some way, or you're farming, uh, then, you know, going down the Leaf Mart route is really key. And where you find challenges and sort of thinking, well, this isn't working for us to actually let us know. Um, sometimes it's it's you know, it can be quite a naughty but fun sport is where, you know, you have a farmer who complains about something bitterly and on the written word. And uh, we had this once with the paper audit back in the well, in the in the 90s. And it was not good what they'd written across the leaf audit. So I phoned them up and said, oh, I'm really sorry. And, uh, you know, they're automatic, they're, oh, no, I didn't really mean it, you know, it wasn't personal. Uh, and I think, you know, we need to work, we need to come to solutions, because if things aren't working, then we either need to change them or we need to help support somebody deliver against that change. Um, so if there's anything that, you know, people around the, the, the table here can, can help in that, out, that way is really key. Okay, and so of course, we, 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 we would build, to... sorry. Go on, Carolyn. Well, we build on obviously Red Tractor here in the UK as a core standard uh, and Global Gap on a global basis. Yeah, um, we've, yeah we, we've had uh, Christian Muller from Global Gap on ooh, uh, last month and we've got uh, Jim from Red Tractor on next next week and I'm going to cross-reference uh, both of you. So really looking forward to that. So just we've got to keep engaged with you. We've got to keep collaborating with you to further the success for, for, for LEAF because it's going to be our success as well. So you're, you state you're an optimist, but oh, crikey, we're, we're an interesting... Interesting times. There's a there's a farmer that's due to see me shortly, who's a, a very big uh, producer of vegetables, and he is not the happiest of uh, individuals at the moment because he's putting so much time and effort and money in, but all he ever sees is rising costs, especially more so now uh, with with electricity and uh, and fuel, and he never sees the return that he feels he's justified from. 
from 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 the retailer farmers future come on here's the big one what what do you feel are the risks and the opportunities what are what are the risks and opportunities for farming caroline as you see them now so i think the, the big risk is this uh challenge of transition into a new era for for sort of core farmers and a lot of fresh produce growers of course have not really been involved historically in things like you know, ELS and HLS, et cetera, or LH, HLS, they would have been. Um, but I think, you know, one of the real risks is that very issue, you know, labor's up 15%, fuels, you know, fertilizer, you're talking 200, 300%, you know, all, all the time we're seeing increasing costs and getting access. There's nothing spare. There's no spare time. There's no spare people. There's no spare money. So the capability to be able to invest to transform farm businesses is absolutely critical. And I guess, you know, one of the challenges is gonna be ensuring that we have enabling legislation in this area, that some of the investment funds really realistically support farmers in making new choices on their businesses. And it's really, you know, I, I kind of follow the USDA um, information and emails and all the time, you know, another great big pot of funding going to support some infrastructure change. And that's, you know, that's definitely needed. And of course, then, yes, that little challenge of the price of food and that squeeze, uh, those very squeezed margins. And it is, it's a big challenge and it's a bigger debate that should have come out and maybe will come out of the national food strategy. Yeah, well said. Um, in that uh, it's around, you know, poverty and actually as a farming sector, uh, you know, we're not a social service to support the challenges of poverty. We need to sort out the real challenges of poverty to bring some level of, of equity in this area. And I, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I don't know the answer on that, but everybody has a right to good quality food. And we have a situation where, you know, there are more and more people that have, I think it was a 19% increase or something, wasn't there, for food banks. Um, so, you know, that's, that's a short-term challenge. The long-term opportunity is that, you know, ultimately we're growing health. We, as a farming industry, should be seeing that, you know, what we grow is, we grow food, but we grow health and we grow health for our environment and we grow health for people so that our nutrition is not supplemented by little pots of vitamins, but is actually supplemented by food we eat and healthy food that we eat. So you're positive about the future? Definitely, yes. And uh, we've just got a great question from, from Kirsty. just wanted to segue in. Caroline, you say you face lots of challenges along the way of your career to date. What advice would you give to individuals who are trying to instigate, who are trying to instigate changes within their businesses, in particular young people who may not have the power of reputation behind them? Yeah, I mean, I, th I think it's it's partly belief, it's evidence, uh, and it's it's homework. So there's a brilliant quote from Abraham Lincoln: um, "If you uh, if you give me six hours to cut down a tree, I will spend five hours sharpening my axe." And very many times, if you have got um, people sort of that you're trying to work with, if you have the one-to-one -one conversations of saying, mm, you know, this, this seems to be like a possibility, 
eventually you will get the fact that you've got, I don't know how many people you're working with, but the eight or the 30 or whatever that you're working or the three, uh, all on your side, because it's important to understand why do people resist things and they resist things because they fear it or it's going to be too much hassle or they don't see the benefit from it so if you can create the opportunity to get people on your side because you think look this is this is kind of like a no-brainer obviously you can't say that <laughs> um but you know it's really trying to to get people thinking yeah you know you've got something to say and however young you are your voice is really just as important and um you know it's 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 a poor person who won't listen to a young person exactly and i find more and more that people mature people are more charitable to younger individuals when younger individuals are looking to pro progress it i haven't seen an example yet of someone being rebutted away everyone seems to be very charitable charitable is the right word um very, very open to, to assisting uh, assisting those, those individuals so Carla, we're just running out of time we could spend all, all day with you um, I normally post this to, to Christine. We're going through some really uh, trying times at the moment. And I, I do feel that we need to get inspiration from, I'm just going to call you a leader because you are a leader within, within our sector. You're, you're, you're so in, inspiring. What what word of hope can you give for us, for our sector at, at the moment, for where we are um, in, the, in these current times? What what? How would you like to sign off uh, this, this broadcast in a positive note, please, Caroline? So I guess it's a kind of almost a, a quote but you know if you can think it you can do it and uh you know when you think of golly what am i want you know i want more i want you know nature to be working harder with our technology i want productivity i want climate change reduction you know if you can think it then actually somehow we can work out solutions to really solve it fantastic caroline you're, you're brilliant christine can you come back back in so it's it'd be interesting to see what's uh uh, Christine thinks with her with her background with uh, the likes of uh, Cot Farms, Grocery Code Adjudicator, the chair of, uh, of Red, Red Tractor. Christine, what, what are your thoughts? What are your takeaways from uh, from Caroline, please? Um, I, I think just well, first first of all, to see what she's achieved. Uh, I mean, you were the very first chief executive leave, and how many people did you have when you first started? Were you on your own? So I started on the 1st of June, uh, 1991, and just me, and then Justine Hards, uh, who's obviously still employed with Leaf now, she started in September. So the, it was the two of us for a long time, yeah. yeah. And so she, she single-handedly built up an organization that I think she said was operating in 21 countries with Britain's largest supermarket signed up to them. And it's just a, a you know, absolutely, you've, you've always been dead certain about what you're doing, haven't you? Yeah, well, I believe yes, and you've got to yeah, you've got to believe haven't you, at the end. Of the day. Also, I think I'd also say you've 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 actually got a good board, haven't you? You've got you've got people behind you that are rooting for you. I mean, you presumably for quite a long while had more people on your board than you had in the business. Uh, yes, yes, indeed, actually, yeah, and and there's a lot of people who are just really good, and and you you know you were talking about mentors earlier, and it is it's so important to find those people that you just think, oh, can I just have, you know, five minutes of your time and yeah, go out and, and meet your heroes sort of thing. Yeah, and, and staying on the subject of boards, um, I, I'm, I'm trying to persuade lots of people that they should have young people on their boards. Mm. 
up to date and make sure that they know what they're doing and just but of course the first thing that any young person you know say they're under 30 they're going to be asked what board experience have you got and they're going to have none um is, is that something that you're considering yes so there is an organization i can't remember what they're called they're called something like the young board um initiative sorry it's, i can't remember but uh they basically are trying to encourage people to get young people on the board so it was something that um i'm trying to encourage some of our younger staff to think about it uh, and i'm just sort of broaching it with our board to say look it would be good to get a young voice and i think it's particularly important for the engagement area um uh, but it's it's hard because young people don't always have the time and in addition to that it's yeah sometimes it's a bit scary to kind of start the conversation and and think your voice is being listened to but if we can get it right then yes yeah. very good idea right to, to my mind it's part of diversity and with it yes because everybody that you know all of our trainees are generally under 25 I thought it was important to have somebody young on the board as well um, and to say it doesn't matter that you've got no previous board experience I actually want you here for your opinion and mm. you'll learn how to be a board member I don't know if you, I don't know if you can segue as it ladies but I always call it the, the the forklift driver scenario I've been to so many businesses in the UK that if you want to find out uh, what's actually going on within that business talk to the forklift driver or the equivalent because they know everything that's going on more so than the md at the top because the md at the top can be slightly in their ivory tower or and a bit commercially lonely as to what's going on so to to have younger people um uh within a business in a board whether it be that company's board or another board i think it's as an inspired idea because they'll be able to bring fre fresh thinking and also a realization of what's going on in the outer world rather than just in, in that business. So Christy, I think that's, I think that's a great idea. And Caroline, mm. if you can get some of your team signed up on, the, on that basis to, to other boards, that, that, that'd be amazing yeah, to watch. I, I don't know if you know, uh, Max, but I'm, I'm a CITB approved forklift truck driver instructor. <laughs> well, uh, that, thank, thank you very much. Uh, and can you just confirm that you, Christine, are as well, that you have your forklift ticket? I didn't hear what you just said, Max. Sorry, would you? Do, can you drive a forklift, Christine? <laughs> no, I can't. But I, I can tell you that Caroline knows everything that's going on at Lee. You don't need to find the forklift truck, truck driver. Boom. Okay, so, so everyone, we're, we're running out of time. We've just got one question that, that, that I love, Caroline, that's just coming from WhatsApp. Uh, behind every successful CEO of Leaf, there's a dairy farmer. Caroline, <laughs> how, how, would, how would your husband describe you, please? <laughs> It varies. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've got to answer. We want to know the answer. We, we love your husband. We want, we want to hear what you say. <laughs> um, uh, well, I, I, I mean, he, did, he didn't get to see very much of me before COVID, so um, probably perfect. Uh, and, and, uh, I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, yes, we have a, a lot of respect for each other. And, uh, you know, I... I think from that point of view, it's it's good. I think he would, uh, yes, scatty and obsessive is probably how you would describe me. And we would all, we would also interject that with, uh, with with brilliant. Christine, do you want to wrap up for us for a March episode of Women and Food and Farming with, yeah. uh, with Caroline, please? Well, I obviously want to thank Caroline, not only for what she's done today, but all of her support of Women in Food and Farming. And, uh, you know, long may it continue. And thank you very much for agreeing to speak to us. And I'm delighted to have had you along. And I hope lots of people are watching this um, either online or catch up afterwards. 
Um, and also to say that our speaker next month is Roseanne Davis, who is the supply chain food quality and safety at, so she's in charge of sustainability at B Corp. And some of you may have heard of B Corp, but many organizations are getting them B Corp certified and they will check all of your credentials. So this is not, not I mean, I, I'm not sure if any farming businesses actually are B Corp, but, but all sorts of businesses are signed up to them. And it's uh, just, just trying to, um, to set, set you know, they, they've set standards and people, the businesses are then finding standards that they can live up to. So it's very much on the same theme that Caroline's been talking about and carrying that forward. And um, Roseanne's background is all in fruit with Cape Span, and um, you know, so it's so very, very from our back, from our area, but then moved into B Corp and going to teach us all about it. That's excellent, Caroline, Christine, and her, and her her colleagues, including yourself, do such a good job of bringing in these uh, such such interesting and enlightening speakers, including including yourself. So, everyone, thank you very much for your time today. We're going to cut off the social media feeds, but we can then go out into the breakout room so you can catch up with uh, with Christine and, um, and and Caroline. And then after that, we can all go do yoga with Christine and uh, in, in Portugal, doing the dog or whatever the expression is. So, everyone, thank you very much for your time and women in food and farming. And we'll swap over to the breakout rooms now. Thank you.